Kismet or coincidence? Fate or random circumstance? Today, we get to the bottom of these grand and existential questions. Tonight, as always, we have our in-house philosophy expert, Dr. James Bernard Shaw, promoting his new book, Veni Vidi Nietzsche. This morning, we ask him the ultimate query. So, James, God? No. Thanks, James. That'll do it for us here at Big Questions, Little Answers. Until tomorrow, suck my little ass. No. <laughs> Sorry, we, oh. had a, we, had a, we had an overlap with studio time with the previous show, so we, we had a... Dude, that, that fucking Bernard guy, huh? What a pompous ass. <laughs> Welcome to Road Sodas. Welcome. I'm one of your hosts, um... Hang on. It's, I believe it's Ben. Ben? Is it Worden? Warden. We'll go Warden. Yeah, yeah. And I'm uh, the other host. I'm mostly Jameson right now. (laughs) Hell yes. That was the sound you were hearing was uh, John Jameson's famous Irish triple distilled whiskey. His name is my name, too. Whenever we go out, people always shout, get the fuck back inside. And quit pissing in my yard. <laughs> well, we've done that. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that shit happens a lot. You ever come back home? Actually, I, I'm posing this like I don't know the answer. You ever come back home <laughs> and the apartment's on the third floor and you're just like, I'm just pissing in the yard. <laughs> of course. Well, <laughs> I think my logic is like. Not carrying the piss upstairs, you know, that's just extra work. But it's it's really a surroundings thing. It's like, do I want to go and pee into a small little toilet bowl inside of a room that I have to close the door if people are still awake? And even turn on a light, it's like, no, no. F- I'll, I'll piss in the middle of the street. I'll piss on the sidewalk. I'll piss on parked cars and, and the yard. <laughs> uh, piss on a rat if it rolls by. Like Hell yeah. That's... That's an official road soda stance. We will pee outside. I will say that is definitely something that San Francisco lacks as far as both the culture and honestly the ease is privately just having a nice drunken piss in an alley because they the houses are connected like they yeah. butt up against it. So there's no gaps between homes to just take a piss when you're walking back home. But there are plenty of people pissing and shitting on the streets at all times yeah. it's just not like a private matter it's not it's not the way yeah. we would and i'm not saying one's better than the other i'm just saying the street pissing that i'm used to doing you can't really do in san francisco yeah the cheeky street pissing well some things some bodily functions and bodily excretions on the sidewalk uh used to be like a mark of me for like a good neighborhood uh like when i was traveling around europe in 2017 if i was staying in a neighborhood and i saw like puke on the street i was like this is this is gonna be a fun time. This is We're gonna be a good it. weekend. We're in. Yeah. It. If Europeans are puking, I made it. yeah, hell yeah. Then you realize it might be from withdrawals or or whatever. But sure. you, you know, like, but I was like, <laughs> you know, people are partying here. Like, yeah, shit's going down. Speaking of seeing shit on the streets, I uh, I took another. You know, I, t- I take the work walks. I've been seeing some things. I saw something very okay. interesting recently. It started out super normal. That'll happen. I almost missed it. It was so it was so mundane. And so there's a big building being built like sort of halfway 
through my current walk. And I mean, right now, like, I mean, is it is it like a chode? Is it is it like bigger than it is tall, or or is it like nice and proportional for for the foundation that they laid? So they're still putting up the I beams. So I really don't know what the final dimensions will be. It's currently chodish. Okay, but so yeah. you have so you haven't actually approached the fence and and looked at the engineering drawings that they have on. No, I uh, it's across the street away from the water, and I. <sighs> I wouldn't. Why would I go over there? Plus, it's loud. But uh, but the construction workers, when they're on break, they cross the street and And cat call you. Yeah, I I wish, dude. I've been wearing these these pumps. That's why you bought those new pants, right? (laughs) (laughs) Pantsgate has just fucking noticed. Yeah, that's that's the conclusion to Pantsgate. Was I was not. Yeah, it's twenty twenty one. Men can get cat called. Okay, apparently not. Yeah, god damn it. But yes, so they uh, on the lunch breaks they'll cross the street and sit on the benches facing the bay. Of course. Duh. And uh I saw somebody and because they still had their their hood up and their hard hat still on, I really couldn't tell you anything about this 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 person uh physical features wise. I mean, it, it's really sort of a it's a faceless entity because I was coming up kind of profile to him, so I just got side of footy, but what I what they were eating was was a, a thing of yogurt. Who doesn't love a yogurt snack? That's great. I'm fine with that. You know? And then I and then I saw out of the corner of my eye, they had choked up on the spoon to like they were their fingers were directly next to the scooping part of the spoon. Yeah, like like nail into bowl, basically. Yes. You know, they- <laughs> there was there was probably assuming their hand their the width of their hand is half of the stick, they had the other half completely they had the back half completely exposed like they could not have slid their hand farther towards the business end of the spoon i'll tell you why i like that form and it's because you get you get a ton of grip on the handle and a ton of control and and that that bowl you can you can dial in exactly what you're getting and you get a little like fingernail grime in there if that's what you want (laughs) yeah i'd never seen anything like it before and I mean, yeah, maybe it's uh don't want to don't want to spill a drop because yeah, you've got the accuracy. You're you've, you've you've stepped up a notch in the technical aspect of spoonage. Yeah, this uh this simple machine that that you have, you know, this this lever, like you've you really reduced that R value. And, yeah, and you can you can put a lot of force behind it. Yeah, like you can't fling it so much, but who's flinging yogurt? Like. That's not even part of the eating process. No, it's not. Yeah. But yeah, I just, you know, I saw that and I thought that was a pretty uh, innocuous. You think you think it was his own spoon? Like, did does he take that home and wash it every day? Or she? Or they? Hard to say. It did appear to be a white spoon, which makes me think, of course, plastic. Okay. Uh, but that's not to say that, uh, you know, I, this they person could They don't take be, it home and wash it. <laughs> this person could be environmentally friendly. A lot of these construction workers are not necessarily what I'd expect. A few of them have, like, classic, like, 60s-era trucks and, like, SUVs, like, early era, so they're, like, they're not called SUVs. They're just sort of, like, the tall station wagons. And uh, some of them in good condition, some of them in okay condition, probably a project. But they drive them every day. And then there's a bunch of the other trucks that have, you know, like, all the off-road attachments and the extra fuel tank and all the you know the 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 tent mount on top the things you'd expect to see and then there's a couple of mercedes benz like like high end the ignore me thing that i posted recently the ignore me guy that's like a really nice mercedes i'd say within the past five years it was it was built 
and uh, really clean, and it's one of the construction workers. But I saw one earlier today that a different one, black new Mercedes that was the bottom of it completely covered in mud, and all the seats had those shitty loose fitting camouflage seat covers on them. Hell yeah! But it's like a high end Mercedes. I want to meet that person and figure out what their life is. He was like, well, I can't ignore where I came from. Like, <laughs> on my family crest is mud on the tires and camo seatbacks. Here's the thing. Yes, I could have spent $5,000 on a used Toyota Tacoma in great condition. But instead, I spent eighty on this Mercedes. I could have spent seventy and probably cut off a couple of features but i like the seat i wanted the leather interior so i could cover it with my seat pads (laughs) if it's a cloth interior it doesn't get as hot and then i don't have the excuse as to why i've covered up the seats with my camouflage seat covers and then i like to make the joke what seat covers i don't see anything on account of it blending in and sitch That's how I imagine construction workers in Alameda talk. Definitely. They well, fly they fly them out. <laughs> look, either they're they're like Uber Northeast construction workers or they're they're everywhere else, which everywhere else turns out to be like North Carolina. Speaking of Uber Northeast, this is a great transition, Jimbo. You're unaware you just did it, but you nailed it. Cause I was having this conversation with Reagan recently. I was reminded of an Uber ride I took. Uh, like a year and a half ago, and it was on down. Uh, it was only a couple miles away, but it was uh, raining, so I didn't feel like walking. So we'd gone out earlier for for burgers, and I got a classic. I got a burger with a with a with an egg on it, right? One of those like what do they call it? like Good Morning Burger, something like that. Yeah, some goofy name it was. No, no, sorry, I had a burger today. What's uh, how you how you like your ground beef done? So this is a bougie burger joint, so I think it was Buffalo. So you went medium? I think, I, oh yeah, burgers I t- typically go medium, steaks medium rare. All right. That's, that's certain steaks rare when it's called for, but burgers usually medium, especially at a restaurant. Um, if you're able to do the thing where you buy the one piece of chuck, or you grab the one piece of chuck or whatever you're using from the grocery store and ask now them to grind it for you chuck uh, so you're referencing chuck uh that's the sum 41 album yes okay yeah all deep right. pull sure. for all our sum 41 heads out there holy shit wow <laughs> laser focused man you're welcome uh, dad you're really gonna get that one but I'd had some like fucking onion str- like fried onion strings and this burger with a with a fried egg on it and probably, you know, cheese well, that's just and the right way to do it. Oh, it was it was a good it was a good time. But then I was going in into a couple miles down the road once I got home. It was raining, so I called the Uber. And uh I I, I back when you could do this, I, I always sat in the front seat of the Ubers cause if I was by myself, because I would feel to me it felt weird because it's not a taxi, it was a car. Yeah, I didn't order an Uber pool, so like nobody else is coming in this ride with me. And uh I you know, I I like sitting in the front seat. Like I hate to say it, I got I got like a pussy bitch stomach. 
and <laughs> I'm not that good with like backseat. I need I need like a lot of windshield gotcha. for me to not get sick if if I got a belly full of food and liquor. Hell yeah! And I'm gonna be like, yo man, you mind if I ride shotgun? And they're always like moving all of all of the garbage yeah. and yeah. and their backpack off, and it's like, yeah, I can wait for you. Don't worry. But I'm I'm riding shotgun. <laughs> We're both going to be happier if I'm up front. Don't worry. I, but, uh, I noticed all all the lights on your dashboard. Yeah, I saw them. I, I have the same thing. I just don't drive people around. Yeah. But yeah, so I get in the front seat. I'm, I'm, I, I always give the Uber driver, you know, the how, how's, how's your night going kind of a thing. Just keep the door open for conversation if they want to have it. Not go in silent, but then, you know, based on their response, you kind of judge whether or not they want to be talked to. Go from there. Anyway, I give them that. He's a Russian guy, which is why the Uber Northeast thing, you nailed it. Russia's pretty north and east. But uh, he goes, uh, you know, after, like, some pleasantries. And, again, this car rides for two miles, so it's very short. And uh, he goes, you ever have Chinese food? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. What kind? No, the, the follow-up was, oh, you smell like it. And I was just like, fucking, whoa. So that catches me off guard. So that guy was like, I assume you ate Chinese food based on the way you smell. I'll just confirm this by uh, by asking you a, a, you know, very, very standard question. Yeah. So I kind of like laugh at the the brazenness of such a statement. And, and so I was like, oh, no, man, I, I had a I had a burger. And he's like, oh, burger. And I was like. Yeah, maybe you're smelling like the the un, the fried onions strings that I had with it. Maybe that's the smell. And he was like, "What else do you have on the burger?" And I was like, "Oh, it had an egg on it." And he was like, "Oh, you like night egg?" <laughs> and then the ride was over. <laughs> you so, like night egg? Oh man, this guy this... just dunked on me for like twenty blocks, and then I got out of, and then I paid him money. He just was, uh Pulled my pants down and laughed at my butt cheeks. You like vodka? <laughs> you smell like it. You smell bad and you eat weird food. Now get out of car. You eat food when you shouldn't eat food. Different time of day. Don't get. I have to go drive quickly down the highway with windows down to get Chinese food and the egg smell out of car. You are a weird person. <laughs> Don't worry. I will move my trash back to passenger seat. <laughs> Yeah, I hadn't thought about that in a while, and the other night I was having a, well, I almost had a hard-boiled egg at night, and then I decided against it, and I was like, I do not like night egg. <laughs> really? You don't like, I thought you were a night egg man. I mean, I totally would have had it if I didn't start laughing so hard, and then I ended up eating something else, but. I mean, we're recording this on a Wednesday, uh, Monday and Tuesday of this week. I had breakfast for dinner, and breakfast was like an egg or two over easy with some bacon and English muffins. Fuck Yeah. Well, look, when when you buy one and get two free of English muffins, guess what? You're 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 in like this English muffin surplus and it's like, ah, I guess I got to buy the eggs and I already have the bacon at home. Like, I, you know, I'm I'm actually losing money by not eating breakfast right now. What brand English muffins? Thomas's. Hell yeah. Do do you know why I'm so uh refined and uh and I I I like such uh, fancy things is because my great grandfather came up with the nooks and crannies slogan for them. Okay. That is a bona fide. That's why, because we got that Thompson's English muffin money rolling in. 
That's why Tom, I li- Thompson. I, yeah, yeah. Yep. Tom, Thompson, Thompson the Thompson Ang- Anglo-Saxon biscuits yep. rolling in. You got it with the uh, with the wheat meal on the bottom. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that wheat meal. <laughs> Just flax seeds pasted individually. Well, I mean, it's only really good when you have you know. There's like a good balance between the flax and the chia, in, in your chia. In your angle, angle muffin, angle biscuit, <laughs> angle a muff, muff skins, ang, angle yep. mu- muckle. No. I I see what you're doing. Uh, I I don't know if anybody else does. <laughs> yeah, Chancellor jokes are tough. <laughs> hey, she's still going strong, man. Don't worry. Like the AFD, uh, I think their their plurality is is waning. A now thousand that, more years. Now a thousand more years. Starting to get woke again. Good for them. Yeah. Well, we're kind of handling all the unwoke stuff for them. So, although in my opinion, the thing that happened on the six was done by a bunch of beer hall putzes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's that. a joke your dad might actually laugh at. I don't know. If you did, let me know. Yeah. Oh, uh,. <laughs> I, I know this is going to come out in a couple of weeks, but uh, Mom and Dad, thank you for the Christmas gift. I just got it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You want to do some predictions on, let's see. So this is going to come out, uh, let's see, January 26th. So what do we think's happening in the world? Uh, it's my father's half birthday. Happy half birthday, Dad. You half did it. Yeah, well done. You're almost there. 68. Nice. Well, 67 and a half. Well, a nice round number, 67 and a half. Yeah. Eas- easily divisible by halves. Well, we're we're big prime numbers fan here at Road Sodas, and uh, sixty-seven is really really up there for us. Hell yeah! So peeing outside and sixty-seven. So yeah, our stances so far this up. We we also like forty-seven and thirty-seven. Sure. Yeah. Who doesn't? I mean, it. You know what? It's a sign of the goddamn times that we even have to say it. That should be obvious. I know. I know. Well, they they have to know, man. Yeah. Now, before I distract myself too much with our other stances, which we'll come back to, another thing I found on my walks earlier this week, in this sort of gap in between the chunks of sidewalk where there's a a, a well-tread path that they're sort of trying to landscape around, but it's just dirt, and there's a little, like, retaining wall in case, I don't know, there's a bad storm or something, so you can kind of crest this little five-foot hill there, stand and look out, and you're not near any sidewalks, or any man-made anything, if you look towards the bay. It's nice. There's usually a lot of birds around. And I found some nail clippers there. And I was just kind of thinking about the type of fella, or or gal, or whoever, that would be doing some body maintenance uh, along the shore. Well, I mean, where do you do your body maintenance? Because I, I basically only do it out there. Hell, if there was an electrical outlet out there and a fucking mirror, like... I probably wouldn't leave. No, so I'm saying it sounds like. Why don't we see more nail clippers out there? It sounds okay. delightful. Yeah, and and to your point, yeah, most body grooming, not most, but a good bit. You need a mirror. You need you need a a setup of some kind. Not with the nail clippers. You just fucking and and who you clipping your nails? That what they they land in the sand and the fucking reeds. Who gives a shit? It's fine. Who cares? Nobody. Yeah. Instant yeah. instant cleanup. Just walk away. I mean, maybe bring the nail clippers. That's kind of weird. But maybe they got nail clipper money. Maybe they're just single use for this guy. Maybe maybe it's Camo Mercedes guy. 
I don't know. You know, that would be interesting if he was mudding in his Mercedes and, and just whipping around so fast that, that he lost his nail clippers out the Ooh, window. The plot thickens. Yeah. I like this. Just swinging that backside around. I was like, oh, damn, I got to reach for my ash. Oh, where, where'd they go? God damn it. <laughs> Consarn it. I usually keep them on the dash. Come on. <laughs> Casey gets stuck in some bad traffic and I... You know, haven't groomed myself in several errors. Yeah, I I catch catch a glimpse of that toe jam out of out of the corner of my eye. That's why I had to stop driving a manual. You know, you can drive with one foot and automatic, and then you can prop that other foot right up on the dash, and uh, really get to trimming. That's why God invented cruise control. <laughs> Jesus, is my co-pilot, and my and my pedicurist. <laughs> Fuck that! Jesus is my fucking pilot. Love cruise control. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but hit me with some more stances. What do we got stance wise, man? Well, I actually got I actually got a, a one that that I was I saw walking around. All right. And and uh this this was last weekend and this is this is a place that I, I commonly walk. It's down down the hill towards like the center of our, our neighborhood. Yep. I saw on the sidewalk it was a recently discarded cardboard box. That was anchovy fillets. Whoa, that's the that's the street food around here in the winter, I guess. It's just I'm not feeling salty enough. I gotta I gotta get a couple of anchovies in me. Yeah, I mean I'm not gonna pretend like I haven't eaten some anchovy fillets in my time, but walking? never <laughs> never straight, never walking. It's always on a cracker or a piece of bread. Or something to catch the oil, you know? That's half the flavor. There was one thing that I was thinking, you know, maybe this was like a remnant of garbage day, but like this had had recently been discarded. It was not tread upon, and this was like Saturday. <laughs> Our garbage day is like Thursday morning. Like it it would have gotten schmutzy. Yeah. Or like a rat would have taken it away. Yeah. So so I guess I guess that leads into sardines or anchovies, walking food. I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll agree with that stance. Anchovies, that's Good. a yes on walking food. All right. All right. I wonder if it has anything to do. I know you guys just got a, a community fridge nearby, but I don't think you have the community pantry yet, and I feel like that'd be more of a pantry staple. Oh, I mean, we have those in the apartment, so we're we're good. <laughs> Pantries and, and fridge. No, I just was somebody might have been going to the community fridge, snagged themselves a little walking treat, and the only thing that was there was... Uh, some sardine fillets. Well, I, yeah, I I don't think they're sold like locally. Like you have to go at least a mile to find these because they're not sold at Seven Eleven, and that would be that would be my guess for where yeah. That's kind of it on maybe lo- Kiki's. I don't know. They got oh, Kiki. Moxie. Kiki's could. They got that's Moxie. A, yeah, there, man. I forgot about Kiki's and all of that weird English candy. Man, the English and Irish candies. I worked with an Irish woman like properly like from ireland at uh when i worked at marshall's there and uh i would stop at kiki's sometimes and get a sandwich on the way to work and i'd always buy a couple pieces of candy and i'd you know have her i i'd send one her away she she worked in uh shipping so it's always good to keep them happy because uh oh, fuck yeah yeah if, if dude if, the things the things that we know like at 32 years old like it takes some people lifetimes to realize and it's like <laughs> just be cool with the shipping people that way you can get your amazon packages delivered to work yeah well this is this was different shipping this was i know yeah i know yeah but but th- also that 
but this was a very specific to my the the department I ran was the uh, the fragile department. It, it was they joked it was slob stinks leaks or breaks, and because of that, anything that was liquid came to me, and then the people that worked for me would box it up, and there was supposed to be a hard cap at like I think fifty pounds, but these dudes were just filling up these massive totes with fucking olive oil because. They're tracked to the goddamn second. So they're just throwing in. Just filling them up with molten lead. Be like, if it fits, it ships. All right. Exactly. And so the shipping people would be like, hey, we're throwing our backs out because we're thinking this is going to be like fucking 25 pounds and it's 100 pounds. The job description (laughs) said 50 pounds. And so, yeah, I'd get calls from the shipping head and then. All of a sudden, I started bringing her candy. No more calls about the uh, the because there's nothing. Honestly, there's nothing I could have done. There's there were like twenty people boxing things up. I cannot keep an eye on all of them at once. They're te- they're barely breaking the rules. Yeah, nice. Like all nice. I like, I'd say maybe once a month I'd be like, and let's try to keep the weight down and kind of wink at them. And they were like, okay, little plausible deniability <laughs> from the old boss man here. Was she like a like a chocolate or or like a like the the gummies and and the sweets? Uh, she liked uh, chocolate, but not the plain chocolate. So I think okay. the, uh, the 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 I, the curly whirly feeling you you had like an ulterior motive here. <laughs> what do you and mean? I'll just des- I'll describe it after. Oh, after. Well, the the uh, the curly whirly is my favorite of of those types of candies, and I so I'd buy I'd buy them a fair bit, and I think she enjoyed them as well. But that's like caramel. Like a, it's like a caramel braid that's dipped in chocolate, but it's quite flat. It's like maybe a quarter of an inch thick, maybe, and okay. uh, m- maybe like eight inches long. And uh, they're 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 really good. But uh, yeah, she I, th- I think for more of it was just nostalgia. I really don't think she cared what it was long term. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Well, all right. So so this this will start with like a road soda stance that I'm not even going to ask your opinion for. I I know it. what it is. Uh Sean Cullen, we're we're big fans of. Huge. But I given her Irish accent, I assume you were you were trying to play into like her saying, "Wow, that's that's a really poor quality chocolate." Oh, that's a poor quality chocolate. Real waxy crumbly chocolate. Just just watch the malaise. My. That's a poor quality chocolate. Yeah, for everyone except for at least now Reagan, who I've had watched this and she really enjoyed it. Go check out the Sean Cullen Comedy Central presents stand up. Uh, I want to say it's from like season five. It's from either nineteen ninety nine, two thousand, or two thousand one. Because th- guess what? That was our favorite time in Comedy Central history. Yeah, um, but it's this Canadian guy, Sean Cullen, who I don't know why he never popped off. He uh, he's, has he's great. an amazing voice, and he he does like a lot of singing comedy. Yeah, yes, back... the food of your choice will end your life tonight. Yeah, it was back when singing comedy was big, but he was good at it, and it was still maybe semi. I mean, t- to a couple of kids, still quite novel uh, to the comedy scene as a whole. Who can say? I wasn't an adult at that time. Yeah, but uh, it's it's a quick like you know it's a twenty four minute set. Get take take it for a spin. It's it's a lot of fun. Very silly. An amazing it's a, it's voice. It's a nice time capsule, too. Yeah. If anything, watch it for the nostalgia. He's almost as good as us at doing different accents. Almost. Almost. Maybe that's why he didn't pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, step Maybe. your game up. Come up to the road sodas level. 
We've got all the accents. We've got Russian. We've got sort of maybe German or Swedish. Who can We've say? We've got Southie. We've got Charlestown. <laughs> We've got Back Bay. We got Balmer. We got Annapolis. We got the Potomac area. We got Moco. We got Hoko. We got Frederick. We got Carol. We got Cecil. We got both sides. We got Dundalk and Cheverly. <laughs> we got Salisbury University. We got Towson University. Uh the best part about those Maryland accents is you can you can double them for South Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. We've got Cape May. We've got Cape Enlopen. You like Vineland? You like Bridgeton? We got them. <laughs> oh, you're more a Penn's Grove guy? Nailed it. So there's a very successful podcast I listened to where uh, they all kind of met. I guess they all met in D.C., but... One of them's born and raised in Maryland. One of them grew up in Baltimore, and uh, it's a it's very funny just on its own. But they they make fun of the Maryland accent quite a bit, and it's and it's a great time. And talking to my friends who listen to it who aren't from there, I think they're just laughing at how silly it is. And I was always laughing at just like Maryland being mentioned. And uh, I realize now that that it was only really funny because I knew that there were a shit ton of people listening to that and not a lot of them are from Maryland whereas we're the opposite <laughs> no one listens to this and I'm going to say I think like 40% of our listeners are from Maryland yeah and like another 30% are from Delaware <laughs> yeah <laughs> we were doing a uh, like an online trivia thing the other night like a real big one probably I think there was like 130 people on the zoom call it's really nicely set up and free or whatever but uh, our our friends set it up or like you know invited us along, and uh, they had a whole eight question round on Pennsylvania, and I was the only person on the. I mean, we had such diverse areas as people from Seattle all the way to to San Francisco. Like that was the rest That's, of the the yeah. group, and then so I was the de facto <laughs> Pennsylvania authority. And there's only one question I. I think at question two, I was like, fuck, James is going to know goddamn all of these. There's only one question I'm very disappointed at myself in missing. So I, from memory, the, the first one that none of us got that I never would have fucking gotten was it was like some 30 year period in the 1600s. Uh, oh, it was during the, the 30 years war. Uh, what w- was the name of the colony that made up Pennsylvania and Delaware? It was Juan and Del? It was New Sweden, apparently. Oh, okay. I, I was but, going with the the Dutch. Uh, yeah, name. I was going to say you were, it's probably you were, you were got a bunch with... of. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm going by. I I did not fact check this guy, but you know I'm going with what the the quiz master dude ended with. But I had no fucking idea. <laughs> nice. No, yeah. Swan and Dell was the Dutch colony that was in Lewis. But yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah. And well, the other... I mean, Swedish had a presence. Yeah, but not. I mean, I guess. Them and I guess like it's it's like Swedish and Welsh, which explains all the ugly names of towns in Pennsylvania. Yeah, right, like Bryn Mawr and Conshohocken and Schuylkill, Schuylkill, and oh fuck, there's so many good ones that I'm. Uh, I mean, Polly Drummond is not in that category, but I just find it a very strange name for a road. Hokessen, which which should be Hockessen or Hockessen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. King King of Prussia. That's a weird name for a town. <laughs> they couldn't even name it after the actual king. They were just like, yeah. whoever it is, Prussia's always going to be a kingdom. Please. Like, 
We'll just honor whoever the regent of Prussia is. Pre-COVID, I would go there for work once a year to to work on the machine that one of the big pharmaceutical companies has out there. And so I tell people, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to King of Prussia next week. And everybody's just like, is that a band? Is that, what is that? <laughs> like, that's not a place to go. I was like, no, it's a physical location outside There's of There's a massive mall there. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the biggest mall in North America if you go by leasable space. Which we all do. No, I'm sorry. I just lied. It's the biggest mall in America. The biggest mall in North America, regardless of context, is the one in Edmonton. Which nice. I've also been to for work. And I got to say, if you get the chance, don't. Uh, well, I mean, we're of that generation that like grew up going to malls, but we didn't really understand why. Yeah. And we finally, we finally rebelled. I mean, maybe that Thanksgiving of 2007 was, was like <laughs> our final rebellion against yeah. the mall concept. Yeah. It was like, you're doing Black Friday. We're going to show up at two in the morning hammered and get some Arby's and then get kicked out of Victoria's Secret. Yeah. Well, something that I got to experience that I'd always wanted to, and it, it did not disappoint, was when I was a delivery driver. Whoa. Delivery driver for Newbury Comics. And uh, I was I about to, to say, yeah, you, you're still a delivery driver. We all are. Those who have our, licenses and cars, we're delivery drivers. In our own ways. Thanks, Prop 22. But <laughs> I got to deliver to malls for a few of the stores, which meant I got to go in through the, like, the fucking maze of hallways behind the stores that connect the back of the stores. Cause merchandise does not come in the front. Most of the time, most like usually yeah, malls the, have loading docks. What? Yeah. Like, and a whole maze of ugly beige unlabeled turns that literally like UPS FedEx and other like, you know, j- delivery drivers for just specific stores will literally sharpie notes on the walls f- as directions. Like it'll be and, like, uh, and do do we have like diamond plates or, or guards on any of the corners or any fuck of the walls? No. no, no, they are beat to shit. Anything yeah. anything below the waist has been scuffed and scratched and beat to hell. Yeah, and it was great because basically once I was done with the delivery, I mean this is what everybody would do is you you you'd build in, you'd kind of plan out when you were going to stop and get food. So if you were at a mall, you had access to the whole food court, and so I'd do the delivery and then. Usually the fastest way back was right back through the same maze that I went through once I locked the van up. And so I'd lock up the van and walk back through, and we didn't have to wear any type of uniform. So everyone else you've seen in the hallways is wearing UPS, FedEx uniform, or like, you know, like a fucking, even if it's like a Nordstrom delivery driver, he has a a uniform on for his trucking company or something. Like, I'm just there in in a fucking like motorhead sleeveless shirt just like scratching my balls as I'm walking through the back area just like what's up heading to heading to I, I, I think there's a sonic at this is there a sonic at this one they're like no there's just a taco bell and it's like good enough so just getting to walk in and out of those doors that y- you've always seen them especially as kids you've always seen those doors and been like man I want to go back there but I know I'm not allowed getting to go back there with absolutely no documentation of authority feels great cuz you just walk through with confidence like i i know i'm allowed to go through this cuz i am a delivery driver but i i can't prove that right now and i anybody watching just saw me buy like burger king and then walk into this mystical doorway so that was real that was that also gave me I have a weird, I get a weird enjoyment. Maybe it's not that weird. Maybe, maybe a lot of people do this. Around Christmas time, I would like to go to the mall knowing that I 
had no like I wasn't shopping, wasn't going to buy anything. I was just going to look look at people. Like cuz it's an it's an odd mix of people horrifically stressed out, some people just having a grand time. Some just, people yeah, are escaping their families there. Yeah. And so you just head to the mall and just look at people milling about. And I really enjoy, like, it's very, I feel like that's probably, like, not a, it's a very hyper-American and probably not a good thing that I just like to sit in a mall and look at folk, but, uh. Uh, it's, it, it's a level of schadenfreude, but I, I don't think it's exclusively schadenfreude. You, you like seeing the population and how they react to Christmas in a capitalist environment. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? That showbiz, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. I mean, post up on that bench outside of FYA and it's like, you're buying two CDs? That's like 40 bucks. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, why? You yeah. can download that for free. Dude, I buy two CDs a year as gifts to my stepdad. And it's because what kind of a gift do you give your stepdad? Uh, CDs, clearly. Two CDs. For anybody wondering, that's that's our stance on step stepdad gifts. Two CDs. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you take into account like his musical taste or what he already has in his collection, or, or are you just like you and you? Like, I do. I do. <laughs> you, you, oh no! You open oh, no. up the Columbia House catalog, and you're just like <laughs> that one and that one. No, I, I go one reach and one safe. So it's just like minor threat discography and uh i don't know <laughs> like boz skags i try to get like either a local band to where i'm from slash where he still is or out here or something and then uh, a, a bigger band so sometimes it'll be i mean like one year i got him uh i think like a talking heads or no it was, it was uh his solo album and then david i got Byrne him like solo david Byrne solo album and okay. then i got a uh like a local is it's a local punk band, but their newest album was like soft as fuck, and I didn't really like it. Like but... San Francisco local, yeah, yeah. But I because I, I mean I figured... David Byrne's origins are kind of local. To oh, us. he's I I, th- I think he was born Maryland. in Scotland, but yeah, yeah he's I, I, he's from Baltimore. I think it says <laughs> raised in Baltimore on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, well, he went to high school there. You you can really tell because he's uh, out of his goddamn mind, but in a in a fun way, not in a dangerous way. No. He's just like, I'm not going to perform with shoes on. And they were like, for this show? And he was just like, I was done talking. Ever. I'm not going to perform wearing shoes. It's not a thing I do. And they're like, uh, okay, sure. No, you're, perfor- you're performing on Saturday Night Live, and you're also doing a part of a bit, part of a sketch. And he's like, please see previous sentence. I will not be wearing shoes on Saturday Night Live as I walk around their soundstage. I wrote a song called Psycho Killer. Uh, you do the math. Yeah. Which brings us to, to my last note of things from the last time I talked to you. I watched a film, and I don't know how to feel about it, which I think is how I feel about it. Nice. It's, it's called The Lighthouse. You seen this All one? Right. No. I'd wanted to watch it for a while, because I, I believe it's by the dude who did The Witch, which I also want to see, but I don't have any streaming platforms that have that on there, and by... That, I mean, I don't know anybody who has access to, I think it's like fucking sh- Showtime, maybe? I forget. Doesn't matter. But. Yeah, I know. I thought it was going to be free like. free trials, man. You got to pick your battles. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, uh, it's black and white. It's 
Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. That's it. Nobody else okay. in the film. Well, I mean, like it, it was like a dip down with black and white. But I mean, I like a bunch of old movies. Sure enough, this one's new. Like Willem Dafoe. All right, Robert yeah. Pattinson. Meh, meh. All yeah. right. Hopefully, yeah. they're in love. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> so it's about a lighthouse in. They they really don't even tell you where it is. Apparently, it was filmed in Nova Scotia, and it was like pretty hellacious filming. But they. It's up in the cold. They're on like this this rocky island in a lighthouse, and it just gets real fucking weird. And they kind of both lose their mind. And uh, the whole time, Willem Dafoe is talking like goddamn Captain Ahab, and yeah. Robert Pattinson doesn't have a consistent accent throughout the whole thing. And I was watching. I also wasn't watching this in maybe the best way. I kept having to pause it because I, I usually just watch it while Reagan's teaching yoga in the other room. So. I, I, you know, I kind of got to, but whenever you pause it, it was on Amazon Prime. So whenever you pause it, the little x-ray thing pops up and tells you fun facts like pop-up video used to do. And it was, and it was just like, yeah, yeah, it was like Robert Pattinson intentionally didn't keep his accent, keep the same accent throughout, but it was usually from different parts of New England. And it's like, was that it? That was intentional? I don't think that was intentional. So he just read a lot of Melville and like Im- impersonated all of the characters from from his mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will say that it left me feeling uncomfortable. Not in like not grossed out or anything, just like kind of kind of gross. Nice. And so it did affect me. I'll I mean, I'll 10 out of 10 on that. Not a, not in a horrific way, just like I was like, "Oh, that was kind of the whole thing was kind of uh and, uh, you know, just keeping with tradition, you did a 10 out of 10 for how it made you feel, but end of end of the, the how it made you feel. End of how it made me feel, I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. Cool. Yeah. Nice. And then for gore? 10 out uh, of 10, but 4 out of 10. Four, 10 out of those four. 4 out of 5 for gore, 2 out of 5 for nudity. I'm trying to remember the other ones. Oh, comedy? 2 out of 5, actually. Okay. Because Willem Dafoe's face like gives you one automatically. Basically, it's Willem Dafoe. Oh, uh, that not so. They're starting to lose this. This is not a spoiler. They're starting to lose their minds, and I guess Willem yeah. Dafoe's doing the cooking. And so Robert Pattinson has said, "I don't like your cooking. Your, your cooking sucks." And Willem Dafoe's like, "Well, you, I know you like my lobster." He's like, no, your lobster sucks. I hate your fucking cooking. And so Willem Dafoe like flips the table and then delivers this impassioned monologue in an Ahab voice of like, and the fires will rain down upon ye and snakes will pour out. I mean, it's it's I think it's a two minute monologue that he does not blink for the entire time. And then at the end, Robert Pattinson just goes, "Okay, fine. I like your fucking cooking. And it's like, (laughs) I, I laughed. I was like, all right, like. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, it was well wow. delivered. It got me, but uh, yeah, I mean, so I, you know, tragedy. I don't know. Plus time. It sometimes that time is just a second. <laughs> it was like, all right, I like you good. Fine. <laughs> I, I will say, not a movie to watch uh, when you can't retreat out into the daylight uh, upon completion of the film because okay. of the uncomfortable grossness and the fact that most of it takes place in fr- like very cold, not like the thing cold, but just very cold and wet conditions but uh yeah i mean maybe check it out i don't know who knows i have a feeling this was inspired by the flannan isle lighthouse which which is like a famous 
lighthouse where they had like three lighthouse keepers and they would have a rotate. They had a fourth guy and they would rotate one in every two weeks. And so mm. there were always three guys there manning the lighthouse, but it was like this remote place in, off the east or off the west coast of Scotland. Mm. And they were taking the guy, like the, the two week onshore guy over there and, uh, the light wasn't operating, uh, and everybody was gone. So there's there's a lot of like theories. I mean, the best one clearly is it was aliens. That's a great one. That's you're always uh, gonna get those though. You're always gonna get the alien. You know, there's there's like the the classical rogue wave. You know, one guy got swept over, and then the other two guys were trying to save him. But the best one, I think, my favorite is like the love triangle. You know, the, <laughs> the, like one guy was more in love with the other guy, and then the jilted lover like killed them sure. both, threw their bodies into the sea, and then killed himself. Because <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what men did when they were alone for like two weeks at a time. Yeah, there's uh, there was a lighthouse. Uh, I've actually taken you to to this place by uh, Fort Point, which is underneath the Golden Gate Bridge, but obviously. Before the bridge was there, they had a lighthouse on top of this old fort, and there's pictures of it. They'd built, like, the lighthouse keeper, a house, and it was, like, him and his wife and children, and, uh, I mean, there were several over the years, but they have a bunch of journals from, like, the last uh, the last lighthouse keeper, and he had a bridge that went from, that connected, like, the top of the fort to the land, because it's on a hill, and now it's, like, a kind of built up, you know, because it's the entrance to the Golden Gate Bridge, and it's, like, a kind of tourist area, but then it was just the like you could see Marin, but you couldn't fucking get to it at all. Yeah. So it was just it, like that this, was tough. It was just That's like the whole beginning to the Sea Wolf by Jack London is yeah. Like, they're just in the fog bank. Like ships collide. Ah, shit. Like they were just trying to get across. Yeah, and it was just like woods attached to San Francisco. So this guy was like lived. I mean. He and his family lived a very isolated life, but they have uh, a bunch of his journal shit, and some of it's really fucking funny. This uh, this like newlywed couple got taking s- a pleasure cruise. Yeah, they yeah. were they were they were taking a little little water surrey out yeah. out on on the San Francisco Bay. Yeah, and their shit capsized, and so uh, of course it's like the eighteen eighties or eighteen nineties, <laughs> and they're like you know like four layers deep each yeah in clothes and they don't <laughs> honestly who knows if they knew how to swim because that wasn't as common back then like well, people, hopefully they, they knew how to float they didn't have the ymca just you know teaching everybody how to float but uh this lighthouse keeper even though so for those of you who've never been to san francisco the ocean is typically only something you go in with a wetsuit and when it's not going to kill you it's quite it's, cool it's quite cool. It's quite cool, yes, and uh, it's also pretty rough. Uh, it's it's not a not a placid. Just despite the the passive nature you might assume about the Pacific, uh, it is a very active coast. And uh, this dude got naked apparently and jumped in to save them because he didn't want his clothes to slow him down. And now we don't really know what naked means. Naked, honestly. Could mean his temple garments. Could mean, yeah, could be Long John still on. Who the fuck knows? But, uh, and then, but then my favorite of his quotes, he's writing about his overall, like, well being. And he's like, you can't help but hear it in your head in that old timey voice. And it's something to the effect of, like, my days and nights are filled with my family, 
soldiers, the ceaseless sound of those waves. But it's not a bad life. It's a simple life. I have my health. I have my pleasures. <laughs> it's just like, damn. Someone who just writes down in a book, I have my pleasures, which is like, one would hope. Like, like that's another Imagine thing. if I like. didn't have them. Exactly. Like, that's Here a thing. I am 45 years. I have no pleasures. I... I didn't acquire them. I I spent all my time acquiring this position in my family. Yeah. I I had no (laughs) Well, I think the the one part that that I really enjoyed about the the couple capsizing anecdote was when he actually dragged them from the the strait there, uh, the the Golden Gate. The woman was fucking screaming. Oh, yeah. Because she was like... I've never seen another naked man other than my husband. Like, holy shit. And he's just like, did I not save your life? Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, modesty, please. Yeah. And he's just like, check out my balls. This is San Francisco, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Love on the frontier is different than than love in the city. Yeah. You you head on down to the Castro. You're going to see a lot more than this. The Barbary Coast. That's, That's the old, old red light district of san francisco yeah i didn't realize that and it makes sense if you put any thought into it but i didn't realize that shanghaiing didn't occur in shanghai because of course it couldn't like that's the destination i mean you could still shanghai people there i mean i guess everyone in shanghai is going to bed and waking up in shanghai so like if you look at it from that angle Everyone in Shanghai is constantly being Shanghai, but I guess the bulk of it occurred in San Francisco. Seattle and Portland were also big centers of it, but um, yeah. I mean, you could abscond people in Shanghai, you know, like oh, probably, yeah, I'm so, sure you can abscond. Be- at that at that time, I think a lot of abscination was occurring. It. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with that. That's our stance on the uh, the derivation verb of- form. Yeah. That's my stance on parts of speech with the English language is that I, I don't know them. Good. And abscination or whatever I said earlier is a word. Abscination. Hmm. I, I, I mean, I got that completely. That Good. there's, there is no argument from, from me, nor should there be because that was already an official road soda stance. Of course. Do we have any other, uh, road soda stances? Uh, this one's actually kind of serious, and sorry, but like I had to make up your mind for you on this one anyway. Uh, when this comes out, not sure if they're still in it, but the Cleveland Browns are are in the playoffs, and they won a playoff game against their their rival, and uh, they were showing the sights of Cleveland, like the lake that that Cleveland's on, and the the river that Cleveland destroyed. In addition to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And the Road Soda's official stance is that is not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. There is no Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because that's the least rock and roll thing ever. Yeah. To quote Steve Miller about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, everyone there's a fucking asshole. Nice. I was I was more on the uh, the Sex Pistols stance. Also you good. <laughs> this place is a piss stain. I think is is what they said. Hell yeah. But yeah. Both of those people are in, the, like, the Sex Pistols and Steve Miller are both in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they hate it. That'll happen. There's something beautiful about that. Yeah. I, I think Steve Miller's son was actually the guy who accepted it for him. I, I think he just refused to go. He was just like, no, I'm I'm not doing that. 
I, well, I mean, the music industry has to have their George C. Scotts, their their Marlon Brandos, just not accepting their awards. Yeah, the Marlon Brando thing, like curveball. It's kind of fun. Well, he he wanted to draw attention to social issues. George C. Scott for Patton was just like, this is a goddamn meat parade. Fuck all you people. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, I respect them both. Very different w- reasons to not do it, but that's a road soda stance. We're good on not accepting awards. Yeah, not accepting awards. And uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is is just a building. Yeah. They built a building. Good for them. Hell yeah. Now, I did not hear the telltale buzz, well, but I'm I hoping. Hell yeah. Yeah. Which, of course, for the listener at home means it's time for Vanity Plate of the Week. Oh, yeah. I like I like this one. This, this one we're going to have some fun with. Now, mm-hmm. what's the what do we got on the plate? And then the riffing can begin. Yeah, so uh, it looks like the registration is up in June 2021. <laughs> so, guys, get your get your letters out there. Uh, you know, go to the DMV, MVA, RMV, whatever you got in your state. Uh, renew your registration. You don't want to be driving with illegal tags. Road soda stance. Don't get pulled over for something stupid. Uh, well, I mean, if you get pulled over, just say the cop isn't respecting social distancing. Yeah. Just say, I can't hand you my license because of social distancing. I don't know you. Show my show your negative test and your, your, your vaccination card. And let them know that you don't have any dogs nearby for them to shoot. <laughs> well, uh, so the license plate reads, uh, it's... I believe it's pronounced Miller, but it's M-I-I-L-L-E-R. Like, Miller. Yeah, and everyone knows when it's Miller time, but sometimes this bud's for you. <laughs> or Coors. <laughs> Boosh. Or Boosh Light. You thing. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking of the, the advertisements. It would be great taste, <laughs> less <laughs> filling. Wing. And then the Budweiser one, even more ridiculous, because then it'd be Budweiser. And only a fucking idiot would make that an ad campaign. Or was that? Ah! <laughs> Have we cracked the beer codes? Do they just love having lots of vowels in their words? And 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 twins, dude, you can't say this on Zoom meetings. They're recording us. <laughs> Big uh, Brew is gonna come after us now, man. Big like, I already hear, I already hear people breaking down our front door. Like they're coming up the stairs. Uh, well, before we get black bagged, we've got some, uh, we've got some, some advice for these hopefully not troubled times at the end of January. Hopefully everything's chill as fuck. And if it's not, just re- remember these simple words. These, these. Uh, it's a message of calm, not of complacency, but just of relaxation. To take time to to just reflect. And it's it's something that's been passed around from mouth to ear from days long, long past. And Jimbo's got it all, all queued up for us right here. And it goes 
thusly, Jimbo, let us have it now. And as we say every week, go fuck yourself. God fuck us, everyone.